Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. The Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. New features like the available Pro Access tailgate improves access to bed and cargo, including when towing a trailer, so it's easier to load in tight spaces. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro Access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Bully Ray, and Mark Henry break down SummerSlam 2023, a record-breaking SummerSlam. And we talk about the matches that everybody want to talk about, especially the main event between Jey Uso and Roman Reigns, Tribal Combat, Cody and Brock, and Ricochet and Logan Paul. And what's next for Ricochet? We have some answers right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I really enjoyed what they did with Roman and Jay, despite the fact that I don't think the fans in attendance thought that Jay was going to win. There were maybe two or three false finishes that people really bought into, but in their heart of hearts, I don't think that they thought we were going to get uh, Jay Uso as your new universal champion. And guys, I'll compare it to when we would see Hawk or Animal, most of the time Hawk, wrestle Ric Flair, you know, in, in a singles match. Now, neither one of those guys in the Road Warriors were embroiled in a story like the Bloodline, but you knew the tag guy wasn't going to beat the uh, the world heavyweight champion, and I never really got that from Jey Uso, despite a couple of really strong false finishes. And and on, oh, Go ahead, Mark. The thing that threw me off was was not that I didn't think that he was going to win, even though I knew he wasn't going to win. But the rules were not described to me enough that I was able to understand why Solo was able to do anything. I thought it was about honor. I thought it was about not not being involved, that you forfeited the, the, the chance to be the tribal chief by interference or anything like that. Also, um, I didn't get enough understanding of why Jimmy would help. Why? why? I well, think it's jealousy. Work, yeah, we're going to have to find that out on Friday. We're going to have to hear from Jimmy, Mark, to find out yeah. exactly why. Because I agree with you, Mark. Storyline-wise and what we've seen from Jimmy and Jay, it doesn't really make a lot of sense that Jimmy would do what he did. I mean, Jimmy's the one who instigated this with Roman 
to begin with. He's the one that first super kicked Roman Reigns. So, like, storyline-wise, it doesn't make any sense. This is a big left turn that's going to be have to be explained Friday on SmackDown. Well, Jimmy was crying. I mean, Jay was crying. And they didn't show him being crying. They, they glanced by him. Bang, and then to something. You can hear him audibly crying. Why not get, use that moment? Why not get him feeling dejected and, and betrayed? Like, I, I, the WWE is masterful in shoot. It was the directive not to shoot him. Like, maybe I don't want to see the weakness, but where have we gone in wrestling when seeing a wrestler cry is weak? It's not like he, I wanted to see him cry. If you're going to go that direction, there's nothing wrong with crying, being, feeling betrayed by your brother. Well, that's what this story is. The foundation of this entire story is that being said, Mark and bully, I'll go to you. You know, a lot of big reaction where people felt like that moment on Saturday was maybe a jump the shark moment for this bloodline story. What are your thoughts when you hear that? Uh, people keep complaining about the bloodline that's going on too long, and now they jump the shark. This is a just another chapter closing and another one opening. Um, now that Jimmy and Jay have an Usha, uh, you know, an issue with each other, I believe that allows them to go th- do their own thing for now which basically opens up the door, I believe, for maybe Cody and Solo. And then once Cody gets past Solo, maybe move on to Roman. Uh, Or maybe this is, uh, maybe Cody moves on to the Judgment Day. I'm not exactly sure yet. It's impossible to to really know until we see the follow-up to what they did at SummerSlam. I do agree with Mark. Uh, one One of the things that I felt a little let down by when it came to the main event were not necessarily the rules, but it was the stipulation of the match. Dave, what type of match was this called? Tribal combat. And have we ever seen a tribal combat match before? No. All right. So what is a tribal combat match? Whatever, whatever they decided to be there. It's a no DQ. It's a, it's a, it's a fancy way of saying no DQ. And I was, such a fan of the way they sealed the deal on this match where a couple of weeks ago, Roman and Jay came head to head the way they put their heads together. um, As if, since this is tribal combat, we're going to do this the way the elders would have done it with, with respect and honor. And whoever wins this match is definitively the head of the table, the tribal chief, with honor. What did we get? We got a no DQ match, so they can put some bells and whistles on it. Nothing really happened to carve out the tribal honor aspect of this match. Not even in the beginning. Like, imagine um, Roman and 
Jay both had to do the traditional ceremonial tribal honor war dance. Think about when the All Blacks play in New Zealand when they play rugby and they have to do the haka. Think about what the Usos used to do when they first started as a tag team. They used to do a haka s tribal chant where they danced and they were, you know, they were angry and it, you know, there was certain, you know, aspects of this, um, of this, uh, routine and ritual. Yep. Got none of that. Nothing. Maybe an elder or, or different music or something. It was a glorified no DQ. And that was a little bit for me, like, meh. That's nah. that, that's really it. I would have. They, they would. I wish they would have given us something. Anything. Well, a, a passing, a passing of like, um, since it was tribal honor. I, I know they're not Native Americans, but if they both would have hit the traditional uh, tribal peace pipe together before they went to war, anything. Some kind of ceremonial piece that we had never seen before because we're not a part of that tradition and part of that family. I totally agree with you. And, Mark, it's a good point because, Bully, you go back to what you said on Friday when when they finally said this is the match we're going to have. Roman's face when Jey Uso said this is the road we're going down. When he asked, like, do the elders know about this? This was the elders' idea. Like, wow. Like, you know, you heard words like tradition and honor. Like, in that type of a match, I would think that Roman was probably a little nervous because he couldn't rely on a solo Sokoa to be a factor in that match because it is about honor. It is about tradition. Like, you guys just said it was a glorified DQ match. Now, that being said, with people saying, all right, is this the moment where this storyline jumped the shark? Listen, guys. We've been down a lot of roads when it comes to the bloodline story, and they have not failed us at all. Like, I feel like this is going to be explained. I feel like by the time we watch SmackDown on Friday, once we get past there, we'll be like, oh, okay, now I understand. Because there have been times where we were kind of scratching our head, but they have done a great job <clears throat> of following up and explaining. And I feel like... With everything that's gone on with this story over the last two and a half years, that this will be explained as well. I would have liked to have seen some aspect of what tribal combat was. And I got that on SmackDown before the match. The bumping of the heads or the lightly touching of the heads. Um, and I thought that they were off to a good start. If there was one you know elder there that night at ringside could you imagine i'm just spitballing here could you imagine if rikishi was sitting at ringside to and had been sent there by the elders to make sure that tribal combat was upheld and respected but then when the match went the way it was and the tribe tribal combat was not upheld and respected, we would have seen Rikishi stand up and shake his head in disapproval and walk away. I'm getting goosebumps right now, guys, because I know that idea is a good idea. Okay. And it would have, it would have, it would have added another layer to this where now, where is Rikishi going? 
He's going back to report to the elders his displeasure in what he just saw. This is still a work in progress, and this story has not failed us, and I'd be very, very surprised if it fails us now. Now, Paul Heyman, who's a big part of this story, was asked about the Bloodline story at the SummerSlam press conference. Let's hear what Paul Heyman had to say. I mean, we're just figuring this stuff out. We, we haven't even hit our stride yet. There's so much more to learn. There's so much more for us to grasp. There's so much more for us to master. Uh, it's a craft, and it's an evolving craft. And if you sit there and you think, like, man, we got this. This is it. Okay, we're, ma- we're cruising now all the way to WrestleMania. We're going to be replaced, and we should be. If, if you don't come at this with the greatest ambitions to be much better tomorrow than you are today and much better two days from now than you are tomorrow, then you're, you're not here to be the greatest of all time. And that's what Roman Reigns wants to be. And that's what Roman Reigns is, is determined to be. Again, he, he talked about it. This is a work in progress. It almost feels like th- they're developing this story as it goes. And I thought it was very interesting how he started off that answer that we're just in the bottom. Of, when it comes to the bloodline story, we're in the bottom of the third. That's the beginning of the game. So I'm, I was very interested in what Paul Heyman had to say after what we saw at SummerSlam, Mark. Listen, Dave, I love Paul. But I know when a kind man is giving me the kind. After that match, him saying, be patient. This is a craft. This is – we, we – we don't even we don't even really know where we're going. We're we're painting the we're painting a picture that we don't even know what the ending is going to look like. You can say whatever you want to say when you don't do everything correctly. You don't have to say anything when everything is correctly. That was let me put this little fire out because there's a little fire we mistimed this part of the story so we have to tell people whoa 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 we're not done the picture's not done i listen paul i want paul to kind me i'm a wrestling fan i want the story and when it messes up i don't want an apology i want it fixed and I feel like that's what the, that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna fix the shit. <laughs> and Paul, I love you. Everybody that talks to Paul that listens to this show, and I think Paul listens. I love you, but you can't con a con man, and you can't talk slick to an all can baby. It's like when you go to the club and the stripper tells you, come back and see me tomorrow. And you go back to your friends and you're like, I think she likes me. She wants me to come back tomorrow. Listen, I Paul have is going to laugh at that. I, I have all the confidence in the world with this story. Listen, they took a left turn on Saturday. And, I, you know, I'm for it because, again, it's it's now about Jim, Jimmy, and Jay Uso. Also, uh, Paul Heyman had to say this in that answer. He finished it off by saying, what are what inning are we in? We're in the bottom of the third. Wait until you see what we have in the fourth. 
And you know what? I'm here for it. I can't wait to see what this bloodline story has in the fourth inning. This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. got another day of NBA action. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, you're probably thinking, what's the catch? Well, there isn't one. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bill, and unexpected overage. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. It's crystal clear, and it doesn't kill my monthly budget. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. We talked a lot about this match beforehand. And we talked about the buildup, some things we liked, some things we did not like. And you mentioned about the athleticism, and you knew we were going to get that. But we did get a good story. Because I was saying, I don't know where, where Ricochet goes if he loses to Logan Paul. Well, Ricochet lost to Logan Paul. But I think it actually helped him because of the way that he lost and also because of Samantha Irvin. So you get the help of Brass Knuckles. Ricochet is knocked out. The fans were hot for Ricochet on Saturday. They hate Logan Paul. And then you get the emotional investment because of Samantha Irvin. What did you think of the match? And do you still have a story between those two 
moving forward? There's only one way you're going to be able to tell whether or not this match, this story, these moments helped Ricochet. And that's by the response that Ricochet gets the next time he comes through that curtain. If the people are cheering for him, if they're behind him, then yes, it worked. He didn't need to go over to get over. But there's a lot of bells and whistles here that they tried to use to help Ricochet out. One was him losing to the Brass Knucks. Two was the use of Samantha Irvin. My vote is still out on Ricochet. To me, like we always talk about, it'll be about the follow-up. Yes, fun match. Good spot on the court card. Detroit Rock City, it goes on first. So, I mean, they've given him every opportunity to take a step forward the next time we see him. Whether or not he resonated with the crowd beyond Saturday night remains to be seen. Now, I spoke to Ricochet on Friday, myself and Sam Roberts, <laughs> and, I, and I brought up a couple of things to Ricochet. First of all, when you meet Ricochet, as you said, Bully, he's a super nice guy. Now, when you have somebody that's so nice and so polite and is just loving where his career is at, you want to see that other side. And I brought up that other side that I don't think we've seen enough of. And that's the anger and the angst. Now, he had a very interesting answer when I brought that up, Bully. I don't know if you heard or if the nation heard if they listened to the show on Friday. He, wanted to, he wants to get the message across to people, especially the younger fans, that there's other ways to handle situations than losing your cool and getting angry. And that kind of surprised me. I wasn't waiting for that type of answer. I was actually bully. I thought he was going to answer. Well, well, Dave, you've seen that angry side or, you know, you have yet to see that angry side. I was very surprised by his answer. And I thought it was a very good one. What do you think of that? And do you buy into Ricochet as a character moving forward based on that answer that he gave me on Friday? I don't know. The answer seems very WWE PG ish. There's other ways to handle the situation other than with uh, violence or what, what What word did he use? Well, it's just getting angry, losing your cool. Okay. So there's other ways of handling a guy like Logan Paul when he sits there and he looks at your fiance and he says, don't worry, honey, you're going to be announcing my name at the end of the match. And then, oh, by the way, you're going to, you did announce my name at the end of the match. So what did Ricochet's way get him or do for him well now to your point bully and i completely agree i want to see a different ricochet on monday night roll i don't want to see the pacing i want to see a guy fist clenched looking logan paul eye to eye face to face in the middle of the ring because why first of all you used a pair of brass knuckles to knock me out and you also you know, confronted my my fiance. That's taking it to another level, which means that you have to take it to another level. I've always used you as an example of the nice guy who is non-confrontational. But if anybody ever disrespected Violetta, what would the nice non-confrontational guy do? 
uh, that would be right out the window. I would take a swing at anybody that would do anything to my wife. You're like, and I'm breaking your chops when I say this, you're like a George McFly-esque personality. But when George McFly was put into a corner, look at what he did defending the honor of his girl. He balled his hand up into a fist and he knocked out the bully. He knocked out Biff Tannen. Can Logan Paul breathe down Ricochet's neck enough, be enough of an overbearing bully or a complete jerk off where it's going to come out of Ricochet? I've seen him here for 10 years. I haven't seen anybody be able to bring it out of him, let alone him bring it out of himself. I guarantee you if Mark Henry was breathing down Ricochet's neck and telling and saying things to him, Mark Henry would be able to bring it out of him. Not this back and forth. Hey, blah, 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 blah. blah. Don't you talk about my wife that way. You know, uh, I, I, I'm really going to try to, uh, you know, show the kids that I could be a nice guy about this. And I'm not going to punch you back because violence is never the answer. No, fuck that. Violence is the answer. Bully, you know I don't like chops, and I don't like being slapped. But I'm going to tell you right now, if I ran down Samantha and I gave her the Club Elaine Rocky Three, say, woman, I know he ain't taking care of business. Won't you come over and see me? I would say, Ricochet, I want you to walk up and slap the dog shit out of me. Is everything you got. You can't knock me out. And then I want you to start chopping and punching and chop. I will cut you off when I get good and goddamn ready. Dave, if I had to, if I that's if what's I, needed. Yes, that Mark, your point right there. That's what's for this story that's being told. Your last line is key. That's what's needed. It's it's what's needed. It's what's necessary if we're going to see this story move forward. And I and. The way that that ended, it has to move forward, right? Yeah, it has to. Dave, we we talk. We're gonna get to Brock and Cody. Yes, after the break. After this, after the break, I'm gonna tell you right now. It takes that Brock Lesnar type psychology and what he did for Cody for Ricochet to get over. I do, could do, do it. either. Do either one of you believe in Ricochet more today than you did on Saturday? No. No. But but I want to. Yes. That's the thing. Yep. Sometimes you have a match where you go, oh, the hell with it, man. It ain't never going to do it. I don't feel that way about him. When I, when I see him wrestle, I'm interested. Now that you're tying in some emotions with his his lady, yeah, even more. Now let's take it to the next level. Let's have let's have let's have some really violent conversation about what that is, and he's got to go off. We we you you know how you're the quiet guy, the nice guy, the respectful guy. And everybody goes, hey, man, um, don't never get let one of those guys get angry because once they do, it's, man, they go completely off. 
That's what I want out of Ricochet. I want to see him go so off that they have to clear the locker room, that he get a, he gets arrested, and the WWE suspends him because he slapped Vince or he spit in somebody's face. I want him to go off. Dave? Hey. Dave Mark, sorry. Are you finished? No, I'm done. No, I can, Dave, I, can I say one Dave, more thing? Lo, oh, Logan Paul in the middle of the ring with Ricochet. Logan Paul making fun of Ricochet. Ha, ha, ha. I beat you at SummerSlam. Ha, ha, ha. I told you I was going to make your fiance introduce me. Ha, ha, ha. I did this. Right in the middle of Logan Paul talking, Ricochet hauls off and cracks him right across his freaking mouth. Not a and punch. And starts to a punch. Slap. Starts to beat him up, smacking him around, punching him in the face kicking him, stomping on his head, roll out of the ring, go by your wife, pick her up, make out with your fiance, go back in the ring, grab a chair and start wearing him to shit. Every agent has to come out. Drop everybody. Drop a referee. Drop a security guard. Tell the whole world to go F itself. Now you got something. Oh, you got him, Dave. Billy had the goosebumps earlier. Now I got him. I mean, this story, from the way that this story is being played out, guys, right, doesn't the story need to end with Logan Paul knocked out in the middle of the ring? I mean, Logan Paul has now knocked out Ricochet twice. He knocked him out on Monday Night Raw, and he knocked him out at SummerSlam. I would think that the only way that Ricochet could get retribution is by knocking Logan Paul out. You would think that's if they have plans for Ricochet. Well, I guess we'll know. So, what are they going to do? Carry this to SummerSlam? I mean, I mean, the Survivor Series. There's, we have to see Ricochet tonight. Ricochet, there has to be some sort of retribution tonight on Monday Night Raw. No, because if you wait too long, it's going to be forgotten. You have to follow up on this tonight. But are they? Uh, And based on his answer, based on his answer that he gave you, Dave, do you think we're going to see that? I think after what we saw on Saturday, he has to get to that next level if you want but me to buy it. do you think in. it's going to happen? Yes, I do. I think I think oh. tonight on Monday Night Raw, we're going to see a completely different ricochet. Because to Bully's point, Mark, all the stuff, all the, listen, you, you said I'm the nice guy. I'm, hey, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to do it this way because I'm a nice guy. But when it doesn't work and I'm embarrassed and I'm humiliated, then I have to go in a completely different, especially when my lady's involved. Yeah, Dave. Dave. Go, go ahead, Bully. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. Dave, you know, you, you've seen me angry before, haven't you? Yes, I have. <laughs> I lose the ability to communicate. I lose the ability to negotiate. When I get angry, I stutter, I drool, I spit, I cry, and I want your blood. I want it, and I'm going to get it, and the law can't stop me from getting it. If Ricochet cannot take himself to that place, which I thought I could never go in wrestling, I never thought I could do it. Because I didn't think I could control myself. That I was going to hurt somebody. It was for other people's benefit why 
the Hall of Pain almost never happened. If Ricochet cannot take himself to that place with somebody talking shit on his woman, it's never going to happen. Wow. Eight seven seven three four. Go ahead. Dave, I'm just going to draw a quick comparison. What happened to Josh Alexander, the pro wrestler, once I threatened to pile drive his wife on the concrete? He was no longer the pro wrestler. He was, he wa- he was somebody that wanted to get revenge on you, Bully, and rightfully so. Dave, I know your true personality. I know we got to go to break. I know how you really are. I know the Dave LaGreca on the radio, but I know the Dave LaGreca off the radio. What would you say to Ricochet if he was standing in front of you right now? Uh, dude, I, I would have a mouthful to say to Ricochet. I said, you got punked. You got punked on Saturday. Now you got to step up. He humiliated you. He basically pissed all over you on Saturday. There now what? Now what are you going to do? Are you just going to get a towel and wipe it off? Or are you going to take his face and shove it in that pile in that middle of the ring? Because now you got to take it. You have to do things that you never thought you would ever be able to do or have to do. You have to go there now because it's not just about you. It's now about Samantha because he looked at your girl right in the face and embarrassed her and humiliated her in front of 60,000 fans. What are you going to do in response? What are you going to do about it? A woman will say, Oh, baby, it's okay. It's all right. Uh-uh. In, deep in their heart, if you don't come to their defense with the intent on hell, if I go to jail, I go to jail. If I die, I die. I'm going to die honorably. They will remember that shit. And the first And I'm going to die with my boots on, not a set of flip-flops. Yeah, and and you and really quick, ass. if we see Ricochet tonight on Raw, he should have lines under his eye. Like he should not have been able to sleep the last two nights. Like he should have been up at night just thinking about what he's going to do to Logan Paul after what happened on Saturday. He should not have been able to have a good night's sleep. He should be ready to take it to that next level. Jeans yeah. Boots, no shirt, come in the ring, don't say a word, beat the shit out of Logan Paul. There's there's a yeah. bunch of ways to do this. It don't even have to be, it don't have to be in the ring. On site. You know the term. Yep. Yeah. On site. I see your ass in the parking lot, barbershop, church. I fight you in church. When I see you, you're gonna get it. To the and point where Logan Paul's got to hire his own security. Yep. He's got to hire yeah. his own security because he's afraid of Ricochet now. If Ricochet, yeah, if Ricochet comes out tonight and does one of those promos where he's pacing back and forth, not looking in anybody's eyes, saying, you know what, I tried, I'm sorry, you know, I did my best, I should have won that match, I should have known what type of person Logan Paul, he should be, he should be spitting fire. This, I'm telling you, tonight is the most important night in Ricochet's career is tonight on Monday Night Raw. It's a Raw's a must watch because without a doubt this is the most important night 
in Ricochet's career. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports, NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. On Monday Night Raw, about six months ago, or however long it was, John Cena introduced Cody Rhodes, or Cody Rhodes introduced John Cena. I don't remember. They met at the top of the ramp. They exchanged a couple of words. John Cena raised Cody's hand. The very next day, you came on this show, Dave, and what did you call that moment? Passing of the torch. I told you that that was not a passing of the torch moment. I told you that was a hello. How you doing? What's going on? Good to see you. Hey, go get him, Tiger. Yeah, you 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 disagreed. I did. You thought you thought that that was the moment. Now, yes. I'll ask you, was that the moment? No. Conversely, what, was the, moment, what Dave? The, the, the moment was last night. I mean, Saturday night. Yes, that, that was the moment is a moment when you go to war with Brock Lesnar and Mark stop me anytime you want when you go to war with Mark with Brock Lesnar the beast a ballot one hall of famer as a matter of fact they shouldn't even have a ballot nobody should vote Brock just goes in probably like uh you know anybody who just gets immediately voted into a hall of fame. Brock is the top of the food chain, in my opinion, because Brock is one of the smartest guys I have ever, ever. seen in that ring. Brock doesn't do a lot because Brock doesn't have to do a lot. And when Brock does what Brock does, it means more than when anybody else does it. After that match, I don't give a shit if the handshake was planned, not planned, in the script. I don't care. It worked. And we talked about it last week. I said I thought that that handshake moment should come when Cody wins the Universal Championship one day from Roman Reigns. We got it a lot earlier. Great. No problem. It meant something. Because if Brock Lesnar who just got pinned by Cody Rhodes is going to sit there and stare him in the face and shake his hand and raise his hand, you know that means something. Brock Lesnar has told the entire WWE universe, has told the entire wrestling world, this is the guy that's taking the WWE into the next couple of years this is the next this is your next world champion and as a guy in Brock Lesnar who defeated Roman Reigns four times before Roman could finally take down the beast Brock knows this kid already beat me twice this kid's doing something that Roman couldn't do early in the game that's the rub that's the endorsement. That's the moment. I agree. And and Mark and Bully, you know, Saturday afternoon, I was on Sam Roberts' live show, and it was myself, Sam, and Chris Van Vallee up on stage, and we were talking about SummerSlam. And 
Sam asked the question about who is now Mr. SummerSlam. You know, people would say Bret Hart. But over the last 15 years, who is that guy? It's Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is that guy. So on that stage of SummerSlam, for him to give that ultimate sign of respect and give that handshake to Cody, that was the perfect opportunity to do it. Go ahead, Mark. Dave, not only is Brock Mr. SummerSlam, but the anticipation of Brock supersedes anything, any other match. If you start mumbling, have rumblings, hey, I think Brock Lesnar might be there. You don't even have to advertise. The fans start start the rumblings. People will tune in to watch. But the other thing is Brock Lesnar, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, we talk about facts all the time, and the facts are self-explanatory. The things, this is my opinion. Brock Lesnar is the second greatest attraction in the history of wrestling to Andre. Wow. There is no, nobody else as, a, as an attraction. Mm-hmm. Not as a wrestler, not as a Mount Rushmore, none of that. I'm talking about when you say, hey, you're going to sell out tickets. You could you could throw Hulk Hogan in there as a as a as a guy that's an attraction, but he was in the wrestling category. Yes, he was in the category. he was in the main title category all the time. Brock don't need the title. Him and Andre didn't they didn't have the title. I I guarantee you collectively between Brock and between Andre. Collectively, they probably had five years of titles. <laughs> didn't need it. They didn't need it. You're didn't right. They didn't need it. They were the greatest attractions ever. And Cody Rhodes got his fucking hand raised and a hug as this dude got my endorsement. That's big. And Dave, That's- just to Mark, back me up on this one. If creative wrote that in and Brock didn't want to do it, tell him, Mark. Creative, um, to put it like this, creative would not have asked Brock to do that because he would have been like, no, it ain't time. And why the fuck would I do that? Now, Vince can ask him, hey, uh, Brock, you know, this would be a good time to, you know, kind of put the kid over and give him some, Brock was like, how's that going to get me paid? And Brock would probably tell Vince. He's a businessman first. If it feels right. Well, to your guy's point. If it feels right, maybe. Well, to your guy's point. It's got to be on his terms. Triple H was asked that question about that handshake at the press conference after SummerSlam, and this is what Triple H had to say. I heard Cody say he hadn't digested or had enough time to really digest the – the Brock Lesnar uh, moment after their match, completely unplanned, completely in the moment. Name the amount of people that Brock Lesnar has gotten up after going through a match like that, shook their hand, and pulled them in to hug them before walking out, right? So when Cody realizes what happens, I think he's, this Ipsa, that's a moment. And if that doesn't state to you where Cody is at, 
where this journey has taken him, where this journey has taken him from what many people questioned at WrestleMania to where he is right now, like that rise just continues to be phenomenal. And he delivers at all turns. It's true. He lives. And and I'm one of the Triple H is talking to me when he's talking. <laughs> when he said, "You know, I can't believe you just said that." Yeah. When you were done talking, I was going to say Dave <laughs> Hunter was talking to you. Triple H was talking to me, and um, it's true. Did you like, hear him babble? Did you hear him? I, 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 Brock put the babble in Triple H. <laughs> I'm I'm sitting here like what? Brock is one of the most dominant. I'm, I mean, brother, like he, him and Jericho are the only two wrestlers in the top ten that's still doing it right now. Randy Orton is on the, on, on ten to me on eleven. Brock and Jericho are the only two major factors in the top 10 that's doing this. They still moving forward. Hey, Jericho and Brock might fuck around and knock Ric Flair and, 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 and maybe, and maybe Bret Hart out of the five position, the, the four and five position. They, they still, still up the beta. I, in, on my route, Mount Rushmore, Taker and Andre and Hogan, they just a lock. They're a lock. And, and, and Dave is, is Dave is like, no, Ric Flair, I put him above Taker. I put him above uh, Andre. That is it's subjective. It is, but but you just but I think what you said kind of narrows it down a little bit more, which I appreciate. Is you're talking top ten, and your opinion. First of all, for you to say, and I and I can't argue it. I have to agree with it. As far as attractions, he's number two right after Andre the Giant. I agree with you. It's not the greatest wrestler. It's not the greatest champion. It's attraction where it doesn't matter if it's for a championship. It doesn't matter when he comes to town and he's on the show. He elevates everything else that's on that show. And he's on that list. Top 10. It's hard to argue. And bully to your point. That's why it's a passing of the torch because that's seen a moment. Couple things. First of all, that scene, a moment wasn't after a match. That scene, a moment wasn't after a war. This was. So it truly is a passing of the torch because it's not just about the handshake. It's about the raising of the arm. And then the other thing is what Triple H had to say. And he's talking to me in the fact that I wasn't in that media scrum. I wasn't in that room. But he is talking to me because I was the loudest voice on that Monday after WrestleMania where they missed a moment. They missed that opportunity. They missed that chance. It's hard for me to argue coming out of WrestleMania 39 that Cody is not bigger because he is. He is Cody Rhodes is bigger right now than he was the moment before he walked into the ring at WrestleMania 39. If he Cody is, Rhodes if Cody Rhodes would have defeated Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39, it would have been over for Cody Rhodes by now. 
If if not, I w- I don't know. I don't know if I agree with the bully though. Though it's a, it's a strong opinion. There is no way. I'll say this: there is no way if Cody would have won the championship that he would be bigger now than he is right now. And Cody is bigger now for not winning the championship than he would have been if he won the championship. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.